0: hello 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 salutations <clears throat> creation nation mm. let me go ahead and get some water before i get started it is your favorite author nm porterfield with another episode of story time welcome back uh the week uh, or the month of february is over and we are now stepping into march we're about to step into super tuesday for those of you who haven't voted uh please go out and vote it is very important to get your voice heard to make sure that you elect candidates that are representative of the goals that you want to see accomplished but we're not here to talk about voting today we're not here to talk about politics well not directly anyways what i want to talk about today is social media and it's funny that uh, i want to speak on social media because i'm hoping that you use your social media to share this podcast and tell other people about it um the thing I want to talk about when it comes to social media is connections. The purpose of social media is to be social, but are we really connecting with anybody? What are we doing with this time that we're spending online? Um, I saw this meme the other day and it was, it's pretty interesting. It was like, you can tell your kids now uh, that you're older than Google. And I was like, let me, let me, kind of looked that up just to see, am I older than Google? And, you know, sure enough, I am older than Google. Um, Google itself came out. Let me, and let me bring it up just to be sure, or just to verify the actual date. And I want to say I'm like 10 years older than Google. All right. So Google was started in 98. I was born in 86. So I'm 12 years older than Google. And you know we think about that and it's like oh well you know it kind of makes sense when you think of the times that we're in and everything like if you're my age which i'm 33 if you're around my age then we remember the time when we had dial up and aol and you had to get the cds use the internet i'm showing my age here and uh you know so before social media existed and you know how difficult emails were at one point in time and uh how long it took to send an email at one point in time and uh, Lime wire all of that So if you're if you're around my age Then all of that's going to sound familiar to you But if we look at society today And we think about Facebook, we think about Twitter Instagram, Snapchat We think about all these things And we have to kind of ask ourselves Like, what would we do If all that went away, right? Um, our society Has shifted Completely shifted It's completely changed Because of the presence of social media, the way that we engage people, the way that we date people, um, the way that we, the way that businesses engage people and way they sell and market products, is completely different from what it was before, and that's all because of the presence of social media. And so, I think back to the very first social media account I had. Uh, The very first thing I had was. MySpace. I had a MySpace because everyone in my class had a MySpace, but I didn't update it. I didn't have any cool backgrounds to it. I didn't have any, like I think I might've had music on there because that was kind of easy to add, but all the other stuff I didn't have, it was just a profile. I would add people and it really didn't dictate much of my life. I checked it like once every week or so. Um, you know, if I got an email saying I received the notification, I might would well check it. But, um, You know this was before there was an app for everything so you couldn't really check everything on your phone like you used to and so you know you checked it on your computer but computers were so slow there was no real interest to be on your computer all day to look at that stuff and so um, I had a black planet too which was (laughs) I think if you're black and you didn't have a black planet well that lets me know how old you are probably but I feel like every black person at some point in time had a blackplanet.com account. Uh, but then Facebook came around Now I got on Facebook because of a, of an old girlfriend of mine. She was like, Oh, you should get on Facebook. Everybody's getting on Facebook. Da, 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 da. So to get on Facebook back then, you had to have a college account and you know, it was relatively simple. You place your face, you put your profile, you message people, you connect with people. Right. And so when it first came out, it was an exciting way to meet people that you wouldn't typically meet. Um, You know, I first, I signed up for Facebook my first year of college and it allowed me to meet some friends that are still friends of mine today. I created some relationships that I wish I never created. Uh, But at the same time, it kind of expanded the world. It kind of, like the world exploded, right? And so now we all have this access to everyone. And so the first thing I want to kind of ask is, were we supposed to ever have that access? Like, was social media, was Facebook, Twitter, all these things, was using it kind of like opening Pandora's box to a bunch of things that we really weren't supposed to have access to? Because if you think about the psychology of human interaction, right? Like, we only have so... We're, we're only capable of maintaining so many meaningful relationships anyway. So... If that, if we know that to be the case, but we drive and 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 make it a purpose to add as many connections online as possible, um, what does that mean is happening for our meaningful relationships, or the ones that are supposed to be meaningful? And so, uh, one of the things I want to uh, talk about is how we have shifted the importance of real uh, connection and real interaction into a digital scape. And so, you know, tell me if you've done this, like, oh, I forgot your birthday, but let me look it up on Facebook. Like, It used to be important to us to memorize birthdays of people that were important to us. Um, It used to be important to us to call people and text people and, you know, well, even prior to texting, like, call people, go see somebody, uh, be in their presence. Now, it can all be done online from the comfort of our home or from the comfort of our bed or something like that. And, you know, I'm not to knock te- technology, you know, of course, as society advances, uh, things should become easier, but the concern is about the actual interaction, not the, uh, not the advancement of technology, but the actual interaction, um, relationships, like all of these things have changed because of the presence of social media. And so I want you to ask yourself, like, look at look at your own usage. If you were to lose all access to all of your social media platforms, you couldn't create a new profile. You just had to be done with it. Um, what would you do? What would you do with your time? And I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't spend that much time on it. But you you don't think you do, but you do. So I want do a test and. Look at yourself. And and this may not be every because everyone doesn't use social media the same. But I want you to clock in an hour how many times you pick up your phone and look at it and scroll. Even if you just do one quick scroll and then put your phone back down. You come to find out like, oh, in a five minute time span, I picked up my phone 10 times. Okay, well, that's five minutes. So 10 times multiply that by uh, 12. You get 120 times. In an hour, all right. It's 24 hours in a day. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, you've picked up your phone over a thousand times, over two thousand times really, just to scroll Facebook. And now if you were to account how many seconds and and minutes and things that went into that, yeah, you've wasted a lot of time that you could have put towards something else. You know, even if that, you know, let's say let's say it ends up being twenty four hundred seconds, right? So twenty four hundred seconds. You divide that out. That's what four hundred minutes. Am I doing math right? Hold on. I'm bad at math sometimes. Sometimes I'm good at it. I don't know. Yeah, four hundred minutes. All right. So four hundred minutes, right? So that goes to a little over three hour, three and a half hours that you've put in your day into social media. Okay. So three and a half hours. That could have gone into an art, could have gone into a hobby, could have gone into actually spending time with your family, could have gone into cooking and food meal prep. It could have gone into uh, working out. Now, I know a lot of this stuff, you know, a lot of the times when you scroll and use your phone, that's while you're doing something else. You know, you're at work and then you pick up your phone. So that means that you could have been a little bit more productive at work. Let's say that an, an hour of that was done at work you lost an hour of productivity while you're at work. Uh, Let's say an hour of that was at home. That's an hour that could have gone into going to the gym to working out. So there's so many things uh, that are lost because of the amount of time we put in the social media. So think on that. Think about how you use social media and then think about how it would be different if you were to take some of that time, even half of it, and put it towards something else. What's going on, world? Once again, it is your favorite author, N.M. Porterfield. And if you are creative for yourself and you're looking for an outlet to get your content or your voice out, then you need to check out Anchor.FM. I've been using it for over a year now, and I love it. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And let me explain a few things. First of all, it's completely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. I actually do a lot of my stuff on the go. And then Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So it basically gives you everything you need to make a great podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Did you know that over 2.8 billion people have a Facebook account? So that means that if Facebook were a country, it would be the third largest country in the world. No, excuse me. Wait a minute. Second largest country in the world. I think that's more than India. Let's look that up. I'm all about looking up stuff. India, total population. Boom. India is the second largest, 1.3 billion. So that would make Facebook the second largest country in the world. If it was a country. Now, Uh, That's impressive for a company and for a social media app. Like, that's impressive. Um, But when you think about it, it's like that's over a third of the world is connected through this this app. But the question is, are we really connected? And so I look at my social media. Right. And so I, I have multiple social media platforms and most of my social media is used for. Uh, the purpose of promoting my, my business or my writing, on podcasts, my comics, something of that nature. Like I'm, I'm more on there for promotion uh, than I am for the actual networking because I prefer human interaction. I love to have conversations. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I like to talk. Um, but that being said, um, I, too, have fallen into that trap of feeling like, Hey man, I need more friends. I need more followers. And so it gets, I got to, I want to get down to the bottom of, of why we kind of feel that way. So, um, and like I said, this isn't everybody, like not everyone gets so hooked on social media that they feel like they have to have it. Right. Um, but one thing that I thought was interesting is that social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all these companies have realized that, Hey, there is some power Uh, in this. And so the reason that you know that there's power in anything is if someone puts money behind it. So the fact that they pay people who have multiple uh, subscribers, multiple followers, like millions of followers, millions of subscribers and things like that um, is because there's power in social media. And so they know that we know that. And so You know, when when you have to realize that something has power, there's a potential that could have power over you. It could have sway over you. And that sway may not be in the form of like, I'm going to tell you what to do and you're going to do it. But it could be, hey, I'm going to sway your perspective on something. Uh, I can influence you. And that's what they're called. Social media influencers. I can influence you to purchase something. I can influence you uh, to... Sign up for something. And uh, these people get millions of dollars just doing their thing on social media, connecting with people, but not really connecting with people and pushing them to buy products or services. But when it comes down to it, even with these millions of followers, because there's no way you can know a million people, period. Doesn't matter who you are. You're the smartest person in the world. You can't know a million people. Um, So all of these connections are really empty connections. Uh, You're not really having a relationship with most of these people. It's a momentary. It's it's like walking by someone on the sidewalk and saying, hey, or if someone sneezes on a train and you say, bless you, like that's not a relationship. You're not friends with that person now because you've passed them by. And And that's what this is on social media. But for some reason we hold so much more value to social media, even though it's a digital scape, like it's not real. It's, it's, you know, information exchanged over a computer. Uh, but we give it so much power over us and we allow it to dictate our thoughts about ourself, uh, our thoughts about, you know, whatever. Like I, I see people who get upset because they don't get likes on a picture. Um, and, you know, even I, I had to explain to my wife one time, and it, was, it was pretty interesting. Um, the algorithm on what you see on your timeline is not as direct as people would think. So, you know, some people think like I shared something on my timeline. That means all of my friends saw it. Well, one, that would have to mean that all of your friends are staring at their phones at the time that you shared it. But it also has to mean that they don't have a million other people sharing stuff at the same time and yours didn't get pushed back and, you know, whatever cue that Facebook cues things up in. But we sit here and we set this expectation of I shared something. You didn't like it. I was guilty of it myself, especially when I first started promoting my books. I would be like, man, I have 5000 followers on my Facebook page and I keep sharing all this stuff. And nobody's responding. Like, why aren't people responding? Why aren't people liking my stuff? And the truth is, is that the way that Facebook, you know, does their algorithm on how they share things and how they place content is not designed or is not uh, (laughs) set to follow our desire or our our posting timeline. Like, it'll post in real time. You know, it's going to post when you post it. That doesn't mean that the person is going to see it when you post it. I've had people who respond to things that they saw from me weeks later and they're like, Oh yeah, this would be so dope. Oh, cool. Yeah. That was like last week, but thanks anyways. Um, so we have to one, uh, take the reality out of, out of social media because we we make it too real for ourselves. And then because we make it real for ourselves and perception is reality. I understand that perception is 100% reality. But you have to change your perception about social media. You have to limit the value that you place on social media. It's a tool. It's something that can be done for fun, uh, for entertainment. But it should not be what designates or what sets value for yourself in your life. And so if you don't get any likes on that selfie and you thought you were looking cute and no one likes it, that doesn't mean that you're not cute. It just could mean that nobody saw it mean that people just don't engage there are times where I scroll past the picture and I'm like oh I want to like that and then Facebook updates my timeline and now I've lost the picture forever and I'm not going to scroll down my timeline for another hour trying to find this picture it happens but there's so many people who, uh, who build their perception of their self based off how other people see them online which is an insane concept when you think about like you're going it, it'd be like if you were to determine whether or not uh, your like I, I don't know it's just it's just like trying to even put it in words is insane like I'm going to like th- this is essentially what it breaks down to. I'm going to allow people who I don't know or who I don't value to determine my value. Like that's what it breaks down to. Um, you know, and, and it's sad because people really, uh, set their life based off of what happens in social media, what happens on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. I didn't get any snaps. I didn't get any retweets. I didn't get any likes. Um, nobody shared my picture. No one, cares about the things that I care about and that's not necessarily true but when you have a world of people who are all doing the same thing everyone's trying to be seen in a world that's completely digital like we're all trying to be seen in a world that really isn't allowing us to be seen that it's not meant is meant for you to share yourself but everyone's not going to see you But we allow this to shape the way we feel about ourselves, which is insane. You have value that is not determined by the little blue app that is on your phone. One of the greatest joys I have in this life is storytelling. Whether it's superpowered teenagers, high-paid assassins, or ancient demon hunters, I am driven by the process of telling compelling stories that engage and entertain people. My hope is that through these tales, I can inspire others to attain to heights in their own creativity, to tell the stories of others through my lens and bring a smile to the faces of other individuals. Now you have a chance to be a part of my story by subscribing to my Patreon and helping me to grow my writing and my publishing company to the next level. With your support, I'll be able to create new content for you like podcasts, audiobooks, and more. To get started, just sign up at patreon.com slash your favorite author. So I just recently uh, started really engaging in Twitter a little bit more. Um, And it's it's interesting because I hated Twitter before I was like, oh, Twitter is for people who are like self-absorbed and love to talk about themselves and things like that. Uh, But as an author, I found a really, really good writing uh, hashtag writing community. Uh, shout out to the, to the writing community. And I've seen a lot of engagement. And so for me, like I said, I love to have conversations. And so I get to talk to people who are doing the same things that I'm doing and get to connect with people who are doing things that are similar to me. And so there are benefits to social media, of course, like I'm, I don't want to sit here and completely bash social media. Like you can connect with family. Like uh, my grandmother who just turned 80 today, uh, happy birthday, grandma. Um, my grandmother got a Facebook page and now she gets to video chat with her, with her grandkids or great grandkids. Um, and she lives in New York. I live in in Charlotte, North Carolina. So that's of course not a trip that she can make on a regular basis. Um, but you know in the same sense like is, is there's benefits to it but there's also a lot of dangers to it so one of the dangers that i'm seeing uh as of recent and like i said i didn't want this to be political but there are some political implications to social media uh the spreading of fake news and so uh fake news i, I know it's a term that has been made popular by the current man sitting in the white house but um It is actually a problem, uh, but not the problem in the way that he's talking about. He is speaking more so in regards to uh, like CNN, MSNBC, anybody who doesn't uh, praise him and kiss his butt. Right. Uh, When I'm talking about fake news, I'm talking about uh, articles that are like satire or things that are proven fake because anybody can write a blog post, share it with a, a news like headline put a graphic on it and people think that it's actually true um you know you see all the time where they're like oh this person died and then people are like rest in peace rest in peace and the person's like what are you talking about i'm still here um you know there there's a thing especially now with everything that's going on with the coronavirus there's an article going around where uh people are talking about extermination squads in in america and they're going to start killing people to stop the virus like this is not the walking dead this is not a uh, this is not z nation like this is this is the real world we have medicine and we have antibiotics coronavirus can be treated um of course the spread of it is you know a serious concern uh, but it's not worth going in the street and say we just got to shoot people that have it like we have we have the technology to save people (laughs) um But, you know, aside from that, like, yeah, there's a lot of of misinformation being spread. And um, in fact, um, our election in 2016, the tampering of our election uh, happened because of the spread of a lot of misinformation or the spread of information that really didn't matter, uh, around election time and it swayed people's votes. And so the things that we see online and, and really in general, the things that you allow into your, into your purview, the things that you, uh, view, and this goes with TV, this goes with music, the things that you allow into your brain affect the way you think. Um, you have to be really discerning when it comes to anything that you observe. And that includes social media, even though social media is supposed to be entertainment for some people, it is their news source. Now, do I take news from social media? Um, yeah, I have in the past. Um, but what I do is, Oh, they said this happened, uh, a prime example, um, and rest in peace, uh, forever, uh, Mamba forever. Uh, when Kobe Bryant died, I saw it on social media first. Um, I didn't just go and say, let me start posting because I saw this on social media. No, I went and I go find another source, a non-biased source. So um, when I say non-biased, that means that if you see something on Fox News and then the only other news outlets you check are conservative news uh, networks, then, yeah, you're going to get something that confirmation. You're going to have confirmation bias. You're going to search for things that confirm the things that you want to already believe. Um, I have no issue with checking something on Fox news to see if it matches up with what's on C, uh, CNN or MSNBC. Um, I know that there are going to be times where one is right and one is wrong. Um, but if they both match on something, then I can feel better about knowing that it's true. And so this is the thing about the whole, you know, fake news, fake media thing is like somebody has to be telling the truth. Um, you know, it it can go either way. You know, there I've seen times where where Fox got it right. (laughs) You know, it's not, uh, and I'm not a a fan of Fox, but you know, sometimes they get it right. Um, There have been times where CNN has got it right. MSNBC has got it right. There've been times where everybody's been wrong. There've been times when everybody's right. Um, But social media, uh, we can't allow that to be the only source of information we get is but the reason why it's, it's so dangerous when it comes to the spread of information is because you can share the information with just the click of a button and before you realize it that information is out there so like me i have thousands of of friends and on on well quote unquote friends on social my social media pages if someone were to tweet something and i didn't verify it before hitting share I've already impacted at least a 1,000 people. And so let's say of those 1,000 people, 50 of them also share it, but they share it with their 1,000 people. So now 50,000 people have been impacted. And then of those 50,000 people, let's say that only a 1,000 people share it. And so a thousand times a thousand, you know, and you just keep sharing over and over and over again. And before you know it, you've spread this whole lie because you didn't take the time to say, let me check and see if this is true or not. Um, I have been guilty of it. I have been uh, guilty of it. But at the same time, I try to be someone who who second guesses and second, you know, double checks myself. Um, Most of the stuff that I've been guilty of sharing has been good news, uh, like things like, oh, this this. Uh, Supreme court law got passed and someone would be like, yeah, this got passed like two years ago. Okay. Well, I'm okay with that. Like no big deal. Like no harm, no foul. It still got passed. It's still true. You know, things like that. Uh, I try not to share anything um, political unless it is like something that can be confirmed. Like, um, like recently, uh, you know, uh, Tom Steyer dropped out of, of the, uh, <laughs> dropped out of the presidential race. And I'm wondering if it's because he did the video with Juvenile, uh, listening to back that thing up. But, you know, at the same time, uh, (laughs) that was something that could be confirmed. He said it on his own page. He tweeted it. I can confirm that. Um, I'm not going to confirm, I'm not going to share something saying Elizabeth Warren dropped out if she hasn't dropped out. Uh Um, information is so crazy and social media because everything happens so fast and in real time for us um you know we we feel compelled to share it like social media has created so many gossips it's also made some careers too like there are people who probably have made so a lot of money just off of sharing information about other people on social media so uh that being said like we have to be careful with the way that we use it like I said it's a tool but it can also be a weapon it can drag you down it can it can destroy you Um, (laughs) I can't tell you how many people how many white people have lost their jobs by being racist on social media and you used to think like oh I can just say it because it's on online and it doesn't mean anything nah buddy nah boo boo we got them screenshots <laughs> you know saying people get screenshots and next thing you know you don't lost your job and all that racist stuff you was talking come back to bite you so you got to be careful um cancel culture is another thing and it's really prevalent and I'm, I'm i'm on the fence about cancel culture. i really i really don't i don't even want to say i'm on the fence about it. i really don't care for cancel culture um in the instance that it is someone's past um if someone says something 15 years ago, I don't think they should be punished for it today. If someone said something last week, that's a different matter. That needs to be addressed. Uh, someone said something last year, you probably, depending on the circumstances or what they said or why they said it, probably needs to be addressed. Um, you know, like uh, I, I saw this thing where, um, you know, they were talking about, who was, it was, uh, it was Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart. And so he, he had made a joke in the past that would have been acceptable in the past, but nowadays it would be frowned on. And so, you know, of course, a lot of people kept coming at him. He apologized for it, but, um, the apology apparently wasn't enough. And so he had to keep coming back, keep coming back. And so social media kind of leaves, it's like your life resume. And, the issue with it is that people can always go back and pull it up. No matter where you are in your life, they can always pull the receipts. And now something that, you know, you may have thought was harmless now is you know detrimental to your livelihood. Uh, it's, it's dangerous, man. It's, it's interesting. And, and and the things we say and the things we do on social media can have such a large impact on our life as a whole. And it shouldn't be that way. Like it's supposed to be something fun, entertaining and easy to deal with but it's evolved into this own entity into this own universe of its own that sometimes is so consuming uh that you get lost in it <laughs> So what's your favorite social network? Do you like Snapchat, snapping with your peeps, doing it for the gram, like tweeting, or are you satisfied with old faithful Facebook? There's, there's a lot. It's, it's so funny, man, because like I said, I don't know where the world would be today if social media were to just disappear, but it's changed everything. Like I saw this thing the other day where they were talking about how, uh, women perceive themselves and, you know, may, this may or may not be true. I might need to get a guest on to discuss the, the impact of this, but how women perceive themselves based off of, uh, how people see them on social media and they define their own beauty based off of the standards that are set on social media. So. You know, an interesting, I, I saw this on somebody's podcast or something. Basically, they were talking about how a woman can be a professional nutritionist, right? Let's say she is an expert. Uh, she went to school for it. She's been doing it for 10 years. She's an expert in uh, helping you be helping you eat healthy. If she were to do a video... Talking about eating healthy. It's going to get 25 likes, 50 likes. If she does a video holding a plate of food while half naked, she gets 200,000 likes. And so it makes you wonder, is that an issue with society? Or is that an issue that was created by social media? And so I I think about the access that I had to uh, content like that when I was young, before social media. Um, <laughs> and so you think, okay, so someone had to have a, a movie, an adult movie, um... You had to stay up till 3 a.m. to watch adult programming uh, or you had to have some type of magazines or something like you just weren't seeing that stuff on a regular basis. Um, But now you can go on Instagram and you can have it right on your phone, right in front of you whenever you want it. And so uh, it begs the question, is it us as a society that's the issue? Like who created the norm To say, oh, if I just take off my clothes Like we've always said sex sells And we know that But who created the social media norm to say If I post pictures of myself Half naked, people will love it And I'll get paid for it Um, You know, I don't even know if there's a male equivalent I mean, I'm I'm sure there are guys Who are posting pictures of themselves With their shirts off um, And maybe it's just because I'm a guy So I don't look for those things I don't notice those things But Um, you know, if there's a male equivalent, I'm sure it's the same way. It's like, why, uh, who said that this is what is valuable to society? Because that's essentially, that's what we're saying. When we look at these things, we are giving value to something that has little value. Um, I'm not saying that the woman themselves or the girl or her body doesn't have value. You know, you as an individual have value. Um, but seeing you without clothes on doesn't grant value because you're not here. We're not going to have sex. That's not going to happen. I'm I'm looking at you through a screen. And so the person on the other end may receive the value of some type of compensation if they get enough likes or followers or subscribers. Um, But it's, it's kind of a weird and sad existence when we think about it that we search for that type of gratification online in order to say that we have value in order to say that we matter or that you know i'm important it's kind of like that look at me society like our society is turned into this look at me uh type thing and and that's not where life is lived that's not where our life should be lived um Every, everybody should be taking their time to build themselves. Uh, you know, I, I have my my own Bushido, my, my own code of living, and I try to stick to that for the most part. And I might share that with you guys another time. Um, but in general, uh, there are things that uh, we as, as a society... Could be doing to be further along, but we spend so much time wrapped up in what other people perceive in a digital realm that's not real, that we lose all sense of that. Like imagine where society would be if social media was never invented and we focused all our attention on infrastructure, if we focused it on artificial intelligence, on healthcare, on where where would we be? Um, you know, and and it's just it's just posing the question like like I said I don't think that social media has ruined society but at the same time you have to ask the question and then you have to look at um, if it hasn't ruined society was society ruined beforehand and social media just amplified all of the things that we see today Um, there's just so much man but whatever you do use your social media responsibly definitely Um, but I want you to do something. So, so there's this book, um, and I haven't read it yet. It's on my list of things to read, but it's called digital minimalism. And let me look up the author real quick. So I can give you guys accurate information. Um, the book is called digital minimalism and it is written by Cal Newport, C A L Newport. And so basically uh, it helps you to find a focused life in a new in a noisy world. Um, we have an, uh, a kind of a weird relationship with technology. I saw this thing one time where Elon Musk said that we are basically androids right now because of the way we operate, that we allow a machine component to dictate and determine a good majority of our lives. So essentially we are androids in a way in some, you know, shape or fashion. Um, and that's an interesting way to think about it because, um, I, I look at myself and I think about how much of my life am I dependent on my phone for it. So let's go through uh, our day. And this, this is beyond just social media. This is just technology in general. So one, uh, I'm dependent on, uh, my phone or social media to wake me up in the morning. My phone is my alarm. Um, I use my phone to navigate me to places. Uh, I use my phone to do certain calculations to check my account. Um, to I use my phone to connect with people, social media. Um, I use my phone to promote my business, to share my podcast, to sell. Uh, my books, my point of sale system is through my phone. Um, there's so many things that if my phone were not accessible to me anymore, my technology were not accessible to me anymore. I wouldn't be able to do anything. And so, uh, You know, having more control, we need to get to a point where we control the social media, we control the technology and that it doesn't control us. I think that's ultimately the goal of where we want to be, is that we take back control of our lives and stop letting so much of what everyone else thinks dictate how we feel about ourselves. But it's your favorite author. I write books. Uh, Once again, if you want to check out any of my books, you can DM me directly You can also support my Patreon at patreon.com slash your favorite author. I thank you. I I appreciate you. I love you every week. Uh, Continue to share and support and tell your friends about the podcast. Once again, it's your favorite author. I write books. Boom.